Hi, it's good to have you with us as we continue to work our way through Mark's Gospel. I want to begin by asking a question. Was the cross easy for Jesus? To answer that, we don't need to look any further than the incident we're going to think about today. Our passage is Mark chapter 14 and verses 32 to 52. In it, we see into the heart of Jesus as he prays to his Father with the shadow of the cross looming over him. If you want to read this section for yourself, there is a link in the video description that will take you to an online Bible. One of my favourite TV programmes growing up was The A-Team. It was about a crew of four ex-commandos who went around in a black van and helped people in need. Each of the characters had their own particular skill set. Hannibal was the leader and the strategist. Face was the con man who could scrounge just about anything. Murdoch was the pilot. Then there was B.A. He was the team's strongman. As the A-team came up against their adversaries, it often came to a fistfight. At this point, the show had a well-worn formula. In steps B.A., who takes a well-formed punch. His chin turns away with the force of the strike, but then immediately springs back. So strong, he barely even felt it. As we've gone through Mark's Gospel, we've seen Jesus do incredible things. He has shown power in his miracles and an authority over whatever falls in his path. The claim that Mark lays down in chapter 1 and verse 1 that Jesus is the Son of God certainly fits with what we've seen. But if Jesus is God's Son, how does that affect his experience of the cross? If Jesus is more than a man, if he is the Almighty God, surely the cross is going to be a breeze in the park. Yet that's not what we see here. After eating a meal with his disciples, Jesus takes them to a garden outside Jerusalem called Gethsemane. He leaves most of the disciples probably near the entrance, and in verses 33 and 34, Mark tells us, He took Peter, James and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. Stay here and keep watch. Here. Jesus opens up about the turbulent emotions he knows inside. There is a deep agony as he considers the reality of the cross that awaits him on the horizon. Where does this come from? Although the Bible tells us that Jesus is God the Son, it also tells us that his humanity is just as real as yours and mine. He knew what it was to be hungry and thirsty. He knew what it was to be tired and worn out. He knew sadness and grief. There's a book in the Bible called Hebrews, and it says this of Jesus. For this reason, he had to be made like them, fully human in every way. Jesus' humanity was not a superhuman humanity. His body was not devoid of nerves or the ability to experience real pain. As Jesus looked to the cross, he knew how hard it would be physically. The Romans had perfected this art of torture. Bones pulled out a joint and every breath a pain-bursting experience. No wonder Jesus was deeply distressed. Yet we mustn't see the agony of the cross in purely physical terms. In the Old Testament, there is a book called Isaiah. It was written about 750 years before Jesus was born and contains prophecy about the coming king. Isaiah writes about the death of the Messiah and says, He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. 
The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. Why is Jesus going to the cross? It is not primarily because the leaders in Jerusalem hate him and want to get rid of him. Jesus is going to deal with sin. And in order to do that, he must die in our place and receive the punishment that we deserve as those who've disobeyed God. For Jesus, the agony of the cross was not merely the brutal reality of the mode of death that he would undergo. As he died on the cross, the eternal smile of the Father would be replaced by the frown of his anger for sin. The light and joy of fellowship with God would be replaced with the darkness of wrath as Jesus carries sin to the cross and bears its punishment on our behalf. No wonder Jesus is troubled and distressed. Next, Jesus leaves Peter, James and John and goes on ahead to pray. He falls to the ground and in verse 36 he cries out to God. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me. We can understand that cry. The cross is getting closer and closer and the difficulties it will bring are marching incessantly towards him. Isn't there another way, he asks. With all that in mind, though, what he says next is truly remarkable. Jesus carries on in his prayer, yet not what I will, but what you will. I find those words absolutely staggering. Jesus knows what he will face and he knows just how tough it will be. And yet he says to his father, I'm willing. He doesn't have to be forced to walk the path. He doesn't need reminding of his duty. He doesn't even need a pep talk to keep going. He's on the path and ready for the next step. And these aren't just words in a prayer. He means them. After this, Mark tells us that Judas turns up with an armed crowd sent by the Jewish leaders. To identify which one was Jesus, Judas had arranged a sign. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him and lead him away under guard. How would Jesus respond to Judas in this kiss? Remember, Jesus knows that Judas has betrayed him. That kiss on the cheek must have felt like a dagger through the heart. Yet Jesus lets him approach and greet him like a friend. In verse 45, Mark tells us, Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rabbi, and kissed him. The disciples don't take it so well, and one of them drew their sword and attacked, but Jesus will have none of it. Quietly, humbly, willingly, Jesus gives himself up and accepts what is about to happen. What does this tell us about the cross? Well, It was hard for Jesus. There was nothing easy about the path he chose to walk. It certainly wasn't fun and it definitely wasn't a breeze. It was a place of agony that Jesus willingly embraced. But why? The Bible says he did it to pay for our sins so that we could be forgiven. He did it for you and he did it for me. And the Bible says because of Jesus' death on the cross, Anyone, anywhere who turns to God and repents of sin and trusts in Jesus will be forgiven and as a result can know God now and forever. That means that the cross, the agony that Jesus endured, can make a real difference in our lives today. Well, that's all we've got time for in this episode. Next time, we'll see what happens when Jesus stands trial. Do like our Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel or on Spotify or Apple Podcasts to be notified when it comes out. Hopefully, see you next time.